Before we get started on this episode of Real Nerds Podcast, remember you can connect to the Real Nerds in many ways. You can follow us on Twitter at Real Nerds. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. You can also call us 720-6-NERDS-5. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic-Con 2016 and beyond. With me is a more subdued crowd, because there's only three of us today, but I have James. Hey. And I have... Brad. Brad. Brad's eating right now, so... <laughs> we were we were kind of dicks and, like, didn't tell him we were going to go get food on our way back from He wouldn't evade with us anyways. He gets, uh, he has a gluten intolerance, so he can't go to Wahoo's anyways. That's true. Yep. That's not true. That is true, right? Uh, probably. It's not. Gl- it's not gluten. He's know. eating at Wendy's. He's not. He's not gluten intolerant. I'm using a series of unscientific tests that I invented myself. Right. It's certain spices because don't you have a problem with Doritos as well? Uh, that's just because Doritos. The flavor comes from all the MSG they put in the chips. Mm. Um, that just gives me a headache. So. Gotcha. You can't eat Doritos. Oh, he still does. I've seen. Kill him. yourself. I'll I'll grab one like once in a while if I feel like you know. Having a headache. Aspirin nearby. <laughs> oh, my life is too good right now. I need a migraine. Yeah. So it sucks. Like one chip could do it. So Brad, wow. um, can, uh, continue to eat. Okay, uh, thank because you. I'm going to, I'm going to say something that's fun. Um, we're starting <laughs> to get, we're going to, we're starting to get emails about guests appearing at Denver Comic Con. Ooh. Remember, get your tickets at denvercomiccon.com. I'm pretty sure the weekend's already sold out. So you have to buy individual tickets or the oh, three day passes. Um, but they just, uh, released that uh, Len Wine is coming to Denver Comic Con, and if you're wondering who that is, he's a Marvel, he's a legendary comic creator. Uh, he's also he was also an editor. He's known for co-creating DC's Swamp Thing. The biggest one is Marvel Comics Wolverine, and he also uh, revived Marvel superhero team of the X Men, and he's a co-creator of Nightcrawler, Storm, and Colossus. So he is a uh, that's a lot more exciting than what I thought you were going to say, because I, I, I yeah. thought you were going to finish that sentence as Les, Len Wiseman, and I was like, nope. dude, I can, nope. I can ask Wine. him about, like, why was Underworld 2 so shitty? <laughs> uh, but he's, uh, yeah, he he's a really great uh, comic creator, and he's been in the industry, obviously, for years. Very cool. um, the other one is Peter David, who's also going to be there. Um, he's written Spider-Man, The Incredible Hulk, Aquaman... X Factor, Supergirl, sweet. And this is what we get excited about. Um, Chad Harden is the artist for Harley Quinn, who's a really great artist. And you can listen to our interview with Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti from last year's that I did interview with, and they're wonderful people. Mm-hmm. And she hugged me. is is a great <laughs> moment. Um, this is the one that I was really excited about, even though he was supposed to be there last year as well. Stanley. George's John T will be coming back to Denver Comic Con. Yes, uh, and he also just drew the new Superman issue, so awesome. it'll be fun to talk to him about that. Yeah. So yeah, I saw that and I thought it was pretty fun. That's cool. Um, I'm pretty sure I have an interview with George's I've never heard before. Uh, I don't think it, so. It does exist. Yeah. Oh, the one that the one that got like uh, no, ruined. There's one from two years ago that we have not put up yet. 
There is one. I don't know what you're talking about. From two years ago that we have not put up yet. I think you're remembering it? it different. Nope. Huh. I am not. Every okay. time I open my downloads folder, it's sitting right there. Is it really? Yeah. So here's a really cool thing. Here's our in, uh, interview with George's Jaunty from... Don't shortchange him. Give him his own own clip. Well, I, you're going to either put it in this episode <laughs> or... Okay, Ryan. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Put it in this episode. Don't be a dick. No, don't put it in this episode. It'll make this episode for forever long. So what? Just throw it up. So what? File size. Hey, uh, James, you know you should ask Len Wiseman? What? For Kate Beckinsale's phone number, because she's single and <laughs> ready to mingle. Wait, Ooh, really? They, they got, got divorced? divorced? I think so. Oh, oh she's that's hot. too bad. Yeah, I that. Yeah. They had like kids and stuff. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. You remember when she wears like the tight leather stuff in Underworld? And, and, and every other movie about. she's in? Yeah, she's hot. Yeah. But yeah, so make sure you purchase your, purchase your, purchase your tickets for Denver Comic Con. Last year I had a lot of fun last year. Can I ask you guys a personal question? Um, depending on where you're going with this. So, I was at the Disney store yesterday, uh-huh. or two days ago, mm-hmm. and they got these cool die-cast figures, mm-hmm. um, and they have one for the new Stormtrooper, and I was like, oh, dude, so I put that on my Christmas list. But they also had one for Captain Phasma, you know, the, like, silver mm-hmm. server, you know, right? I almost said silver server, the silver Stormtrooper-looking mm-hmm. thing. Um, and it looked, that character looks so cool. But I don't know if I'm supposed to be like excited for like is that character really going to be like a Boba Fett cool? If I buy an action figure of a character I haven't seen yet, and then that character ends up disappointing, like do I look Jar-Jar? like that dude? <laughs> I had a Jar Jar action figure, but I was a, I was a I kid. mean that was my I was I, I was 12 when that movie came out. So. Relate it to you? No, but but Captain Phasma is like supposed to be like a yeah. like a Boba Fett esque. I read that she makes it to the the next one, so oh spoilers. <laughs> um, no, I think I think J.J. Abrams said that a while ago. Yeah, I'm sure. Hey, buddy. It's too cool a design, a character design Kellen, for that character. Show everybody your to. new Spider-Man backpack. <sighs> More Spider-Man stuff? Says the kid, like literally dressed from head to toe, like he is Peter Parker. Yep. Because his name was supposed to be Peter. It Parker. It was supposed to be Peter Parker. I'll never let you live it down. But Kellen's a cute name, so we'll let it slide. It's okay. Yeah, until he's old enough to choose for himself. Is your baby reading The Sounds of the Lambs? Because that's like the book on the floor. Yeah, he always yeah. grabs that book. Uh oh. Yeah. Um, no. It's... Keep an eye open when you sleep. <laughs> He's like biting into it. That is not. Oh, what a that's cannibal... kind of funny. Right? Yeah. Cannibal Lecter. He's biting into the book. Um. So cool. how we settled on Kellen is I just started looking at definitions of names because me and Laura couldn't decide on names because she wanted to name him something goofy like Ichabod. <laughs> Dumb. And so I, I was looking at the names, and Kellen means mighty warrior. So I'm like, ah, oh, awesome. Yeah. Like, look at uh, him, dressed head to toe in Spidey. Love you, buddy. See, I just thought you named him after <laughs> Kellen Lutz. Who's Kellen Lutz? Some actor. <laughs> I think he played that new Hercules. Wasn't oh. he in the new Expendables, too? Yeah, probably. Oh, that sounds familiar, yeah. Okay. It's not that, though, right? I, I, I love... Uh, yo, uh, Expendables 3 didn't do very well because it was rated PG-13. That's why Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> um, so he's going to go back to how it used to be. Yeah, how it should have always been. Good you can't him. make a movie where a bunch of old guys shoot each other and like bodies explode and not have it be R. Yeah. you got to say fuck once. Told- Twice. I, I think they do say fuck in that movie, I'm sure. Yeah, you can do it once. Sorry. Being distracted by your kid. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So, I'm... Okay. Captain Phasma. Still yeah, up in the it. air. Do get it. All right. It's like 24 bucks. It's not that bad. No, it's not, it's not a bad gift. Darth Maul's still a badass, and he was gift wasted in the to, first movie. Gift to myself. 
That's yeah. true. Yeah, that is true. It looks and then cool. They, and then they shredderized him for the cartoons. <laughs> oh yeah, have you seen those pictures? Yeah, where he's got like he's got like a he's got like a spider body. Yep, that's crazy. That is not what I wanted. See, that's a very big, deep, like nerd cut. Yeah, if you know what I'm talking about when I say shredderized him. Yeah, <laughs> man. All right. Anyway, what's the Alamo this week? Oh, I'm not going to do this week. I'm going to give you events throughout the month. What? And then I'll remind you next week. Ho, 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 ho. The seasonal spirit is flowing through me because holiday ales are now pouring from the Alamo Drafthouse taps. When it comes to holiday ales, the sky's the limit for styles and ingredients. They can be full of wintertime spice, piney hops, caramel maltiness, or even be blissfully fruity. There's not a textbook formula here, as long as they're darker in color and have a little bit more alcohol content than normal. That last part, about the alcohol, that's what really gets me in such a holly jolly mood. Prost! So what's cool about the Alamo is, you know, their themes that they do. So right. obviously with Christmas coming up, uh, we have a lot of holiday-themed stuff. So uh, the Fantastic World – oh, wait, that was last night. Sorry, you can't do that one. <laughs> but the one you can do is It's a Wonderful Life, which is playing uh. the 6th and Christmas Eve. Uh, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians is playing on the 7th. Dope. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is awesome. playing on the 8th. We forgot that that was a Christmas movie. I know. Ah, it's so good. It's a great movie. Because he goes to like the, he goes to the, the Christmas party with all the hookers and stuff there. Where they're dancing and they yep. got like, they got, they're like a elk. Oh, I'm gonna and they're watch like spray painted purple or whatever. I'm gonna watch that movie because it's something that was released this week. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Ah! Um, Batman Returns is playing the 13th. Oh. Which, yeah, I guess that's a Christmas one too. Yeah. That's a cool movie. Is it? Yeah, I like that movie. Okay. I didn't as a kid, but when I watched it as a teenager, I got it more. So Yeah, and I love that Batman kills that dude by blowing him up. <laughs> and it's still he, goofy I'll, like that. But and, yeah. and he still, remember, he still roasts him with his, like, Batmobile, too. He roasts a dude on fire. Yeah, sets him on fire. Um, yeah. yeah, just lets Max Shrek get electrocuted. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, eh, he's a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, a Christmas Story Chinese dinner party is the 15th. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I, that that joke took me too long. Yeah, I'm sorry. it did. Catch up. Shit. Uh, Elf is playing the twenty first. You missed it the first two times. Steve Bissett's favorite Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, Christmas Vacation is playing the twenty first and twenty second. The whole world's favorite Christmas movie. Scrooged is a quote along on the fourteenth. I watched that for the last year, time or for the first time last year. That was really good. Video Vortex is Turkish Star Wars. Oh, have you seen the trailer for that? No. It looks awesome. It's just a bunch of people in Star Wars outfits fighting like gorillas in a cave. Really? It doesn't look like Star Wars at all. Awesome. <laughs> Afternoon Tea is Little Women. Sold out already. Sorry, guys. Oh, I've never seen that movie. That's too bad. Vertigo is the 14th. Oh, I love Vertigo. Yeah. Um. Yep. Science Friction is Attack the Block on the 16th. Oh, okay, cool. That's a good movie. Yeah, and that's uh, what's going on at the Alamo this week. Sweet. So, yeah, or a little bit longer than a week. Yeah. A lot of stuff going on this month. Yeah. Good times. Always a good place to be. Absolutely. So every week on Real Nerds Podcast, we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. This week, we went and saw Krampus. Stay tuned for the review. At Krampus. the end of the, at, uh, at the end of the show, uh, Brad, you did not see it. Nope. You better saw a Christmas movie to make up for it. Did you watch 
Alistair Sims A Christmas Carol. I didn't know that's a thing. <laughs> it's only the best version of A Christmas Carol. And it shows up in Krampus. It does. Hmm. It might have been. Wait for the review. It might have been the best moment in Krampus. And what if I don't watch a Christmas not. movie? What are you going to do? Uh, um, good question. <laughs> you ask. Um, so let's, um, let's start this week with real news. Okay. In other news... The Prime Minister of Sweden visited Washington today, and my tiny little nipples went to France. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. I do the cha-cha like a sissy girl. It's the ghost of Stonewall Jackson! Everyone, it's the ghost of Stonewall Jackson! I like a do... Da cha cha. I'm sorry, we seem to be having some technical difficulties. You just want to get it out of the way, right? Yeah, you just want much. to talk about the fact that, like, we had this this big trailer released this week that we have to talk about Absolutely. because the internet is I all buzz about, to do about how awesome story. about how awesome the Nice Guys trailer is. Oh, dude, yeah! Holy awesome. shit, it's so good! It's so good. And we want you to hear the red band version of it. Oh yeah. That we're gonna Oh we're, yeah. We're gonna play it for you right now. Oh I'm so excited. Because it's Shane Black, so the dialogue is spot on. Ugh. Equanimity. Quality of being calm. Who is it? Messenger service. Even tempered. <laughs> March, we're gonna play a game. I have to give the wrong house. We called shut up unless you're me. I love that game. You're a private investigator? Just 20 bucks in there, all right? Just take it. No, I'm not here for that. I'm a messenger. Give me your left arm. No! Yeah, come on. No! When you're talking to your doctor, no! tell him you have a spiral fracture. No! Deep breath. No! I'm not in the yellow pages. If you got trouble with someone, you might ask around for me, Jackson Healy. I work for the Department of Justice. My daughter, Amelia, is in danger. Please, find her, protect her. March, Jack Ely. I'm not here to hurt you, so I'm gonna ask you a question. How stupid do you think I am? I got a license to carry, dumbass. And ever since your little visit, this little baby's gonna stay right here. Don't move. I trust say you're pretty good at this. I want you to find Amelia. I would have thought your job ended with breaking my fucking arm. You're the guy who beat up my dad. Hey, sucker punched your dad. Big difference. You seen this girl? She's got dark hair. Name's Amelia. Who said it for me? He'll stop doing it. Doing what? Ow! Fuck! That? Dad, there's like whores here and stuff. Sweetheart, how many times have I told you don't say and stuff? Just say, Dad, there are whores here. The mob is trying to spread its operation to Los Angeles. Somehow, Amelia is involved. One thing we know for sure, something funny's going on. Oh, this just keeps getting better and better. You're the world's worst detective. The world's worst. March! Go! Go! 
Look at the bright side. Nobody got hurt. People got hurt. I'm saying I think they died quickly, though, so I don't think that they got hurt. Come on! The problem is, is that in hearing just the audio, you don't get to see the best gag in the in the trailer. Uh, <laughs> Where and how Ryan Gosling is. is fumbling with a gun while he's taking a shit. <laughs> oh shit! That trailer is just so refreshing. Uh, Russell Crowe like busts open the door, and Ryan Gosling pulls out a gun. He's, he's like, "Ha ha! You didn't think I'd come prepared this time?" And he drops it like in his pants. And he... no, no, no. so he's got a he's got a gun in his hand. He's got a newspaper over his junk. His pants are around his ankles. He's sitting on the toilet, and he's trying to hold the door open with his foot. And he's also got holding it open with a gun, and he's got a cigarette in his mouth. And so as he's like trying to fumble the things, and he drops the cigarette down into his pants, and like, oh, oh it's hilarious. Right. Yeah, it's great. Uh, man, does Russell Crowe often bust in on him? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it's it, like a it, joke in the trailers. He keeps on busting open doors and punching people. Yeah, Russell Crowe is like a like a fixer, like a strong man, like a you know guy who breaks people's arms for money. So they're you know? not buddies. No, they're adversaries. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, they aren't at first. And then they have to save um, the girl I, from the leftovers. I call it the Shane Black treatment, where it's two people and they team up and have hilarious run-ins. And one of them is slightly overweight for their career. Yep. <laughs> it's literally the 70s version of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. It super looks like it. And how cool yeah. was, like, the font? Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Everything about the tra- The music is awesome. Like, whatever, much like the, the Deadpool trailer, whatever the Green Band version of this trailer is going to be, I don't ever want to see it. Oh, yeah, because like, we saw that gonna today. Be I've, just, I've uh, never seen the Green Band version of Deadpool. Oh, it's so And they changed the, the dialogue. Oh, and yeah. It's like, the kid next good. to me was like, that looks so good. I was like, no, it doesn't. You don't even know, man. He, he won't be able to get into the real he one. Won't, so, he won't. So fuck yeah. him. <laughs> but get fucked kid there's another great moment in the trailer that i know we're discussing over a trailer that you, you just heard and didn't see but right. you know watch it but they're they're both in an elevator and they poke their head out really so it's like what's going oh, on and so in the good. background you see a dude get shot and then they go back in and then in the far hallway this dude's getting shot as he's going down and then he falls out the window <laughs> it's such a great shot <laughs> it's, it's amazing oh man yeah uh, it, the only reason we're gushing over it is because it is it's the best trailer I've seen this year. Yeah. Like, there's been a lot of good trailers, but this one... It's pretty awesome. Uh, it's just a really tight More than the Star piece Wars of marketing. Trailer? Yeah, it wow. is. It's better than the Star Wars trailer. Um, I, I mean, look, Star Wars is great, but, like, it, that this movie, may, more than anything it else right fresh. now... Yeah, like, this movie, more than anything other movie that's set for next year, uh, if you gave me, like, a, hey, you can see anything from next year right now, this is the one I want. And not just because I saw it this week, like a Shane Black script directed by Shane Black with these actors. Even Ryan Gosling, when Ryan Gosling gets his arm broken at the beginning, <laughs> the little thing he does where he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> he's yeah. like really fighting it. Yeah. Oh, it's just so, it's a great so trailer. good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. Um, it is like the first time I saw the Mad Max trailer, only on a like comedy, you know, um, and the cool thing is, is now is Shane Black is known for Iron Man three, which they mentioned, yeah, which is cool. So I'll just get people to go see it because I want him to make more movies. Yeah, so. I want him to, yeah, because because Kiss Kiss was so small, mm-hmm. you know, and people know it's it's got its cult following now, but um, at the time it wasn't like oh yeah, a big deal. I mean, I didn't discover it until it was for rent. Yeah, at Blockbuster. Right. And I saw it in theaters with my parents because they're cool. <laughs> nice. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the other trailer. Was the Batman Superman trailer that everybody's talking about on the internet. Um, and the first half of it, I think, is pretty good. Uh, Brad, what'd you think? You're the big Batman fan. Yeah. 
it's definitely not as good as the last trailer. And, no. Uh, totally gives away Everything? the whole thing. The whole movie. Yeah. So if, if uh, and, the, and Lex's performance is bizarre, but again, context matters. So it might yeah. just be a distraction on purpose. And see, because it started so good, mm. the interplay between Clark and Bruce, I'm like, oh, this oh, yeah. is going to be awesome. I even like Lex in that scene where Lex is like, you know, oh, you you two coming together and oh, do not get in a fight with this man. Like, I I actually kind of like him. I think he's one where in the 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 performance overall is what you're going to really judge. And that in the trailer probably does seem just a little bit silly, but I think it's kind of interesting. Yeah. And then people are complaining that, like, how come Clark Kent doesn't know that that's Bruce Wayne? Like... He just uh, became a reporter, like yeah. Well, and the the I'm, trailer, like the trailer, just you know, uh, tips its hat at that so much that you almost think maybe they do. Like the conversation there is like there's two is, things as like, if they know. He either is playing that he doesn't know just to like sell his secret identity, or like there's plenty of billionaires I don't know in like my 33 <sighs> years of life. True, like they don't stand out. They're not public personas. See, I uh, almost got from the trailer that. Bruce knows who Clark is. Oh, yeah. 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 They both know who each other yeah. are. And that's why that's that what line is so great when he's like, you know, I have a thing about freaks wearing costumes. Yeah. Freaks Costum- and, uh, yeah. And th- but they there look is, like yeah. clowns. Freaks yeah. that look like clowns. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there but is... also Bruce Wayne, like, um, damn it. Sorry. Uh, like, even if Bruce Wayne was, like, a big persona in Gotham, like, this is like a 40-year-old Bruce Wayne. So True. he's been out of the game for maybe five ten years yeah which is when clark is in the most of like growing up to be superman so it's it's totally plausible he doesn't know who bruce wayne is i love that shot of like of like batman back in the day where he's like on a rooftop and he's fighting dudes and it looks like he's got goggles or something like that like i want to know what that was yeah i I love cool what they i did like in the trailer they revealed that now i think the flashback where it says haha the joke's on you i think is like a flashback I don't think it takes place in the now. Mm. And that's maybe why he quit being Batman is, you know, maybe Joker killed Robin. Yeah. And that's why he shows up in Suicide Squad, maybe to interlink him. That Um, makes sense. So, I mean, there's parts of it, but then it just starts spoiling everything. And you're saying, oh, man. There's a really good edit that I keep talking about. I posted it on Zach Eastman's Facebook where the guy, basically all he does is he like re-edits some of the, the jokes that feel a little bit out of place in the trailer and then just cuts the trailer before it goes into the rest of like every other beat in the movie and you just hear the the, the wailing of the monster yeah yeah you hear like doomsday, doomsday just a little bit and then you don't like yeah um See, i had to watch the trailer to twice trailer. <laughs> yeah let's play the trailer. play the trailer all right all right all right wait you want to play the good one or the or the one that they released the one they released they okay all right. i can't see it <laughs> <laughs> all right here we go Who's that? You must be new. That is Bruce Wayne. Mr. Wayne, Clark Kent, Daily Planet. What's your position on the Bat Vigilante in Gotham? Civil liberties are being trampled on in your city. People living in fear. He thinks he's above the law. Daily Planet criticizing those who think they're above the laws. Oh, hypocritical. What'd you say? Considering every time your hero saves a cat out of a tree, you read a huff piece editorial about an alien. 
You could burn the whole place down. Most of the world doesn't share your opinion, Mr. Wayne. Maybe it's Gotham City and me. We just have a bad history with freaks dressed like clowns. Boys! Mm. Bruce Wayne meets Clark Kent. I love it. I love bringing people together. How are we? Lex. Hi, hello. Lex, it is a pleasure. Ow, wow, that is a good grip. You should not pick a fight with this person. You know the oldest lie in America, Senator? That power can be innocent. You're gonna go to war. That son of a bitch brought the war to us. You know you can't win this. It's suicide. The greatest gladiator match in the history of the world. Son of Krypton versus Bat of Gotham. You're psychotic. That is a three-syllable word for any thought too big for little minds. It's time you learn what it means to be a man. Stay down! If I wanted it, you'd be dead already. Man won't kill God. The devil will do it. What have you done? to watch it twice because i wasn't sure if that was doomsday or not yeah i, I guess i didn't care yeah i mean because doomsday can't shoot lasers from his eyes right like it's a nod to doomsday probably uh he might be able to i don't know that much about it. i do i did learn that i thought he was just like the hulk and that he just beats superman into the asphalt i learned that his major power is that the more he's killed the more powerful he gets yeah i mean so, i don't know enough about superman lore to he's in what like, kind of power is that we have to ask jesse or something i don't know enough about superman lore to That's yeah such a comic he's, he's genetically engineered by some scientist uh like to be you know a big badass and i thought the, he came from space yeah it's from space or something yeah. he's not he's not created by lex Luthor. yeah they're molding it into their Right, which is fine. That's fine. Which is yeah, fine. no problem with that. I mean, it, and it'd be shocking if he actually kills Superman in it. But he yeah. might look different as the movie goes on, so it's like but, an early version of him. I mean, CGI qualities aside. Like, right. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can't judge the CGI on this. But he's supposed to have more spikes the yeah. more he gets killed. So uh, Yeah, and I'm sure, yeah, they'll keep on working on the movie. So it still has, what, four months before it comes out? Three months. Oh, my gosh. The frustrating yeah. part to me is just like, okay, so you really just... If they do do a Death of Superman story, or even something that even nods to it, like, you've now taken, you've taken The Dark Knight Returns, you're setting up a Justice League movie, you've got Doomsday in here, like, what... Aquaman's what, supposed to still be in there somewhere. Yeah, Aquaman's in there, Wonder Woman's in there, like, how much other shit can you jam into... It's gonna be a three and a half hour movie, um... I, um and I've I've also seen the whole thing. Like I've seen them fight, and then I've seen them have some big monster that they have to team up against to fight, so that I know that by the end of the movie they're friends, which we all knew was going to happen. But you didn't have to show it to me. Like the nice thing about the the now the civil... reason to go is like you just fill in the blanks, right? Yeah, exactly. Like you compare it to the Civil War trailer that we got last week, which is the same movie. 
um, in like general premise. And that movie is a little bit of intrigue and the two main characters fighting and they never show you the bad guys. Like the actual villains of that movie are not in the trailer. Yeah. Except for like in the background, you can see crossbones like barely. Yeah. Um, and in this one, like to have Doomsday show up and even to like, here's the joke where, you know, Wonder Woman shows up and nobody knows what the fuck she's doing there. Like, it just seems awkward. Unless there's I, something else major that they're still holding out on. Yeah. It's like a big surprise. Like, yeah, yeah it, it totally gives away the movie. I was, a, a is... Krypton war- <laughs> a Brainiac shows up at the end and it's like, I also got a giant spider. Like, I did think it was pretty interesting that a lot of people made a big deal of what Affleck's voice would sound like as Batman. And it sounds like Ben Affleck. Yeah, it sounds yeah. fine. Yeah. I mean, and that's fine because I don't think you need it to change it. It could stand to be a little deeper, but. Yeah, but if he were doing like if he were doing this voice again, like it kind of seems like he is forcing like a deeper voice though. To yeah, me. but he's but he's not going crazy. He's not swear to me. Like yeah, he's, he's not, not doing that. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's yeah. still like it just sounds odd. Like he's trying too hard. Like mm. he knows his voice is too recognizable, not manly, <laughs> <laughs> not, ma- not grizzled Shit. enough. Yeah, um, so he's like really forcing it. Yeah, as much as Affleck can. I still think the movie can be good. I just think the trailer is garbage. Yeah. Like or or. Trailer's not great. I saw a lot of trailers in front of Krampus. Those were, some of those oh, were yeah, garbage. Um, but, you know, this one is just. Then again, we weren't the target audience for those ones, so maybe. But we are the target audience for this one, so maybe we can speak more on it. I guess that's true. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, obviously we'll still see it, and I, I, I still think it'll be cool seeing them fight because they give you a little glimpse of their fight, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty badass. And I like the line where Alfred is basically telling him to go fight him. I'm like, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, and the, um, it, it's it's funny because like all the people who complain so much about how many people died in the in Man of Steel, like holy shit, there's a there's a shot where a whole town blows up, yeah, like a whole city. Like I think more people die in this trailer than died in Man of Steel. <laughs> um, so that'll be interesting. Um, but whatever. It 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 feels like too much of the movie is going to be the end of the Incredible Hulk, mm, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Where you're just you're just taking two of your action figures and smashing them against each other, which is what Man of Steel felt like to me as well. But like I don't know, um, hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's good. Yep, but not as good as the nice guys. Uh, man, I lost I lost track of news there. Um, Maybe it's not the movie we want, but it's a movie we deserve. Oh, God, I I, uh, I really uh, want to believe uh, we deserve better. Does uh, anybody get my Dark Knight reference? Yeah, there? yeah, I got it. <laughs> Um, Hello, is this mic on? <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, tell me this: Does Friday the Thirteenth deserve the Prisoners' writers? No, evidently they hired him for it. That's <laughs> that's pretty awesome to me. I know. Um, like, holy shit! They, they've gone through four writers and three directors. Oh wow! Because they, how can it be for, so hard to for, write? For some reason, they can't decide what they want to do with this film. Is that it? They just keep changing like yeah. the the plan. Well, because originally it was written by a dude who wrote for Hannibal. Uh, and uh, this, this is the last one is Hannibal and another director. And then they turned in the script and then they said, no, we're not going to do that one. So they're basically spending more money developing this movie than I think the last movie cost to make. Hmm. And I don't know. And again, I love Friday the 13th, but I don't know what they're trying to get out of it. Maybe they're gonna have Jason like just kidnapping kids and torturing them. So just offing them right away. (laughs) Oh God. And the detective has to track down. Uh... And Jason, I, Jason and Jason might actually be like a retarded kid, but it ends up being my, his mom. This, Holy shit, that is the story. So here's my I, I still think they should set it in winter. Okay. Change the setting. I, in, in my mind, I would always think it'd be cool instead of him attacking kids, if 
so here's my idea for like Jason's the walking dead and as we know from zombie lore like if you freeze their blood then they become immobile but isn't he not the Walking Dead in the first movie? No, isn't he yeah, his mom he's not, in the he, first movie? He doesn't become a zombie till the sixth one. He's not even in the first movie. So, but my idea is, so I was going to call it like the Christmas ball at Crystal Lake, and you'd have like this party where people were ice skating and stuff, and Jason would just be murdering people at a party. And then he it's, and Krampus fight. out of the ice in the lake and grab someone and pulls them in. Yeah, stuff like that, like, where it's, because I think I, the idea of blood against snow, I think looks really cool. Oh, absolutely. And uh, using icicles to jam in people's eyes. <laughs> Dude, they can call me and I can hash out a freaking outline. That would be fun. You don't need an Academy Award nominated writer to write. You know what? But here's the thing. If I was an Academy Award winning screenwriter and they came just like, hey, do you want to write a Friday 13th? Fuck yeah, I do. Right. Because it, I think it'd be fun. That's too funny. So yeah, I, I think it's an interesting choice, but hopefully he can try to. Trying to make deep characters for something, for someone just to run around and murder, I don't think is really necessary. But uh, I don't. They don't, they don't have to be super deep. But like, I I like a movie. I like yeah. I like a movie like Evil Dead because I appreciate those characters yeah, more than I, mean, I do in like a really. But that's shitty, what I mean. Like, you have like two or three characters you latch onto, then everybody else is just there to be sliced and diced. Uh, sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, but there is a there is a level of qual. There is like a writing quality difference between. Even the, um, but I would argue that the best character in the remake is the total douchebag because he's played so well by, uh, Travis Van Winkle that you want to hate him. And he says, has lines like, you got like perfect nipple placement, dude. And stuff like that just, he just nails being a total douche. That's what you should aspire to is to make all the characters likable enough that you are bummed that you don't want any of them to die. Yeah. As the movie goes on. So that when they do bite it, like there's some weight to the movie. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you need that. Sometimes, the 13th, some, but. sometimes you want some like yeah. I, but, it's interesting because we'll probably talk about that later in in the show. But you could also. But make, I do feel like if you kill the characters that you are interested in the most first, it actually makes the rest of the movie kind of underwhelming. Um, well, I'm, I'm not saying kill the best ones. Yeah. At the beginning, I'm just saying. But like, you know, the same argument can be made for Jaws, where the monster is a afterthought. So if you make jason the afterthought in the movie and you just focus on character moments then maybe it'll work i don't know again i'm not in charge of anything all i want to see in a friday 13th is a hockey mask and a machete i don't really give a shit (laughs) that's true and And some some cool kids or some cool kills yeah yeah i mean that's what you go for you go for the event not for i don't know right there's never been a clear like protagonist that yeah I mean, I do like some of the the final girls in some of the movies more than I like in the other ones. But at the end of the day, it, whatever. And that's just because I, which ones I think are the cutest. Right. Like Dana Kimmel from Part 3. I love her. But Part 3 is not the best ride of the 13th, so. Patricia, I guess, in Part 4, she's pretty cute. And she fights Jason, so that's awesome. <laughs> Remember, she tries to get Tommy to leave and he won't leave. And then she smashes Jason in the face or his shoulder with a hammer. Friday 13th Part 4 is awesome. So which is your favorite Final Girl? Um, Dana Kimmel. From which one? Part 3. Okay. All right. She's cute. Interesting. All right. Uh, very last thing that I've got is... Um, I can't remember because I don't have it open right now. Oh, uh, you guys never watched Samurai Jack because it was after your mm-hmm. time, I think, right? Um, Samurai Jack was an awesome show, and they're bringing it back to Adult Swim, um, which is really cool. It's like a... It's a... A, it's gorgeous. It's a uh, the animation style is 
fuck you. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna literally choke you to death. Who's the guy who makes that? Uh shoot, I can't remember. Um Tadas Tadaski. Oh, that's probably right here. Gendi um, uh, oh, uh, yeah, Gendi Tartakovsky. Yes. <laughs> so that's pretty close. He makes the Hotel Transylvania movies. Yes, he does. Um, yeah, and the animation in that one was really cool, especially at the time, because there's no black outlines on anything. Like, it's all just, you know, the f- filler shapes. Um, so, A, it's a really gorgeous show. Uh, and basically every episode, it's like Quantum Leap, only with a fucking samurai and, like, crazy sci-fi future stuff. So, like, he's a samurai, and every episode he, like, jumps into some weird kind of Doctor Who-y or, or, um, you know, weird sort of sci-fi future or sometimes in the past. And there's always this big evil thing that he has to fight, and there's badass action scenes, and the whole thing ends. And that's the whole show is based around Samurai Jack fights things, and it's gorgeous. Sweet. Um, it was a really great show, and uh, so I'm super excited for it to come back. Um, and I think that's pretty much news. Uh, uh um, Robert Loggia also died this week at 85, uh, who was the, um, he was the general in, in Independence Day, uh, and he was in Big. And he's the, uh, the, uh, rich, um, grandfather in Over the Top. Oh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I, I was watching Pixels and they have, you know, obviously trailers before my Blu-ray and there was a trailer for Hotel Transylvania 2 that I thought they should have used because the one they were showing was really um, generic. But there's this really funny scene in it where Dracula is trying to get his little grandson to fly. And so he climbs to the top of this like really rickety thing and he just throws the kid off. He's like, don't worry, he'll fly any second now. <laughs> don't worry. I had to learn this way too. And it's like two minutes long of this kid falling. And that's the whole trailer. I'm like, they should have put that one out because it's so clever. <laughs> it's like, and then it's like, Hotel Transylvania 2. It's like, all right. <laughs> and that scene's pretty funny in the movie, too. But of course, I guess that doesn't appeal to kids, though. Yeah. Cause that joke for me is just funny. Yeah. Like him throwing a kid off the side of a balcony and just waiting for him to fly. I think parents might have a problem with it. Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty good. All the <laughs> crazy reactions to a good dinosaur. Oh, actually, Robert Loggia's other funny performance would probably be, uh, Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, he was in the Rockford Files, too, which, uh, yeah, I would yeah, be remiss to not talk about. Uh, it was funny Starface. when we were walking yeah. out of the theater, for, uh, after seeing Krampus today, I heard this, like, this couple and they had their kid who was, I think, seven or eight in with the movie them. with us, probably. No, 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 no. They'd, they'd gone know, to see the good kidding. dinosaur. And, uh, <laughs> and they're, I'm like a, a few cars away from them, and I can hear them laughing and going, "Oh gosh!" And when all the kids were just crying, uh, <laughs> like they were laughing about the fact that like there was a moment in the theater where like all the children in the theater were weeping, <laughs> but they were having such a good was time. Was it the with part it. where they were understanding and putting up sticks, and they made a circle for family, and then they both put over their family members that were dying? Oh, that part was really cute. I think that's that's the really sad part for like adults. Yeah, it was yeah. cute. Especially when the little boy pushed over both of his and yeah. he was an orphan. Oh, it's oh. so good. Yeah. That part where they uh eat the spoiled fruit. Yeah. And get high. I was like, Oh, I'm gonna see complaints about this on Facebook the next day <laughs> <laughs> from parents. It's like every Pixar movie now, because Inside Out has got that um uh abstract thought sequence as well, where everything just gets weird. Like it just totally breaks the momentum of the movie all of a sudden and everybody gets weird. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I remember oh, when yeah. he they have to cross with uh, B. 
Bing Bong. Yeah, they're with Bing Bong, and they're on their way into the into like Imagination Land, and they have to go through this door because he he doesn't read anything properly. Um, and so they go through abstract thought and they start turning into cubism and like everything oh. gets super weird. <laughs> it's not yeah. as obvious. As, yeah. No, no, no. It's not like, hey yeah. guys, eat this weird fruit and we'll go on an adventure together. Come on, Bing Bong. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to get high with Bing Bong? Anyway, that's news. Man, I didn't watch very much this week, but this is what we watched this week. This is my boomstick. I love being a turtle. You're getting your wishes, so stop. Yeah. Scott, the line must be drawn here. Yeah. Damn you, all the hell! And you will know my name is the law when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Now you're getting nasty. Yeah, I literally watched 13 episodes of Married with Children. Huh. And I still think the show's really funny. Um, when you go back and I think it, I watched the whole first season and some of the second season. I think it was 87 when it came out. And it's actually pretty racy for it. And I think it's because it was before really the big uh, PC patrol started happening. Sure. And uh, Ed O'Neill's still really funny in it. Katie uh, Seagal is really funny. Um, they were talking on uh, about it on uh, Tell Them Steve Dave this week. Really? Yeah. Walt was like, he was remembering like different stuff like they were talking about batman 89 at one point and then die hard and then they got to marry with children for some reason i can't remember and they're talking about how uh yeah it's like you couldn't get away with that show oh, today no. and um like one of the funniest things uh that they could remember was um uh al like has the, like delicious he makes delicious burgers but they're it's because like their grandma's ashes fell on them or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> reminded just... me of that South Park episode where, like, Kyle makes the, or Kyle makes the Asperger's. <laughs> Asperger's. Yeah, it's, it's, how was I watching one where, so Al wants to watch this boxing match, and it's on cable, and he can't afford cable, so, uh, and Peggy wants to go away on a, like, just to get away with for her and Al to have sex. And so the kids go with Marcy and Steve next door. And Al only agrees because he knows that the hotel has cable. So he can watch the boxing match. So it, the traffic is so long by the time they get up there, uh, the national anthem starts. So he starts, like, having sex with her really fast so he can watch the boxing match. It's pretty funny. And, uh yeah. It's, I don't know. It's just an 80s sitcom. And sometimes they don't hold up very well. And this one's actually still pretty funny. And they do a good job with it. And I uh, I rewatched Pixels, just trying to uh, see where I'm going to put my movies. And I still kind of really enjoy that movie. I still think it's really fun. Um, I think it does have um, some narrative problems. Yeah. Because it's basically going from set piece to set piece. Exactly, yeah. But I still think it, it might be the best looking movie of the year. It's a series of funny events. Yeah. Uh, but there's still really uh, clever jokes in it. Uh, my favorite one actually is... so. Adam Sandler plays like a tech guy and his friend, Josh Gad from a long time ago, uh, he's driving back from the white house. Kevin James is the president and he's driving back from the white house. And, um, all of a sudden Josh Gad appears in the back of his car and he slams on the brake and he flies out the back and he says, Oh my God, I haven't seen you so long. What are you doing back there? He's like, Oh, actually I've been at there since you've gone to that nice lady's house. And I'm just sitting in the back waiting for you. <laughs> and, and I said, what do you have in your hand? Oh, it's nothing. It's just something I'm drinking. And it's chloroform. He says, are you going to try to drug me? 
And so he has his Josh Gad plays this really weird out of yeah. touch character, and he's in love with this uh, uh, video game character called Lady Lisa. And so Adam Sandler's like, "Man, I haven't seen you in so long." And they're in this like basement. He's like, "Oh, Lady Lisa, I bet you wish she were real." He's like, "Actually, I do. It's in this book I wrote called If You Were Real, and it's him and Lady Lisa. And it's a flip book. It's so bizarre." Uh, and uh, yeah, the movie's fun, and I actually think the special effects in it are pretty amazing. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah I. That's what I watched this week. I, I had fun watching it again. Is it my top ten? Maybe not. Uh, <laughs> but if you uh, if you have a top ten list, January second, we'll be doing our film explosion. Second? Yeah, that's we put on the sometime like I that. put the first on there. You put the first. Whatever. That's Whatever. the, that's the deadline because we're not going to take yeah. them on the second when yeah. we do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So be sure to get your list. So in. make sure you send us our list and great job on the poster again. Thank you. Uh, it's it a good. Mad Max theme. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know I was if just doing a random thing. If you're so delirious because you do so much, they just... <laughs> pick a font. I just, I just thought here. smoke looked cool. Like, I just thought, well, what if everything was smoke and explosions? You put some kind of stain on the lettering. I know. I'll cut myself and then scan it in. <laughs> I, I think it's pretty safe to say that one will probably show up on all our lists. Um I don't know. Oh, you just assume. (laughs) (laughs) Let me put it this way. I'd be disappointed in the real nerds if it was not on (laughs) our list. Actually, uh, the, on the news, uh, that, with the New York film critics or whatever, National Film Review, Mm -hmm. picked that as the best movie of the year. And then I looked up what the National Review board was, and it's, it literally just says like a bunch of film geeks from New York. (laughs) It's just some dudes. Obviously high profile film geeks, but yeah, it doesn't seem like, well, if you name yourself the, like the, the, that's the problem. We shouldn't have called ourselves the real nerds. We should have been like, you know, national real nerds. Yeah. No, like the, the American association for film criticism and review. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. National review board. That's where we were. They also review food and we'd still be real, but we'd be an acronym. Could it be, um, Really, Regi- regional uh, entrepreneurs, no, uh, regional entertainment experts, of, experts. Ah, yeah, of, of listings of listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, send your own acronyms for what real could be. <laughs> no, I, I regional entertainment experts of literature and art. Really? Literature and art is one word. <laughs> literature, art. literature <laughs> and art. Hmm. <laughs> of live action. Movies. We do animation. <laughs> Does it make sense? <laughs> of animation. <laughs> L, L. No, none of this works. What's a word L that means film? Oh. Brad, what'd you watch this week? Oh, what did I watch? Is, are you done? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I watched a bunch oh, of the joke's week. been done for a while. Yeah. We still have like another hour to figure out how to acronym real. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. I still like regional entertainment experts. Yeah, we're almost there. We yeah, we're, go, we're close. Now. Um, LLC. Mm, there you go. Limited liability company. Yep. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, okay, you can just tune me out and try to figure it out while you... <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Brian, we'll keep you talking. Anyway, so um, I don't think I've talked about the Ash vs. Evil Dead. Oh, you haven't. I mean, I've been keeping up on that. Have you really? How do yeah. you like it? Uh, I, I really liked so. the first episode, but the last two seem like filler. Where they're really? just hanging out at, what's his name's Brutal. uncle's house in... They're having like spirit dreams, and the one girl gets possessed, and then yeah, they... I I still think they're fun episodes. I think that's a problem inherent problem with it being thirty minutes. Yeah, and like yeah, after the last one, I looked at my watch and said, is this only a fifteen minute episode? And it had been the whole thirty, and I was like, wow, 
That yeah, because just... it, it's a cool idea, and I actually I think the like the demon's pretty cool in it. Oh yeah, and the special effects on him are fantastic. Yeah, like the but yeah, it's... everything else but his mouth shakes. Like, yeah, it's great. I, I think they need to be hour long episodes. Yeah, because the thirty minutes. Because yeah, those two feel like it's just one episode. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm still having pretty fun, and I I wish Lucy Lawless's character would kind of catch up to him. That's the thing. Like, it seems like filler because we keep getting teased with her story. Yeah, and it's just not progressing along. And that's what I mean. And I I'm think... worried that she'll just show up at the end and then be a link to season two. Um, oh. I'm guessing because it, I think this one tonight is the midway point, so I'm guessing it's might she might catch up by then. Something new needs to happen. Yeah, because that's the only thing. That's why I think they need to be an hour long. Is because because the one. Before the fourth one, where they kill uh, that lady's parents and stuff, I thought it was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Like that episode was lots of fun. The first one was lots of fun. But yeah, these last two feel like they could have been one episode. Not that they're bad. It's just it just feels filler. Like, yeah, yeah, filler. Um, like their idea for the season wasn't long. Like was it going to be ten episodes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they only had an idea that was like we're six episodes. Like I feel like four of them with just whatever. Um, but Ash is really funny. Like he has some oh, yeah. great lines. Oh yeah. Um, I'm, I'm excited After to see this, what happens. After this, we go get this. some churros. That's not a racist joke, Pablo. They're just a delicious dessert. <laughs> you know I'm not Mexican, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow, Ash, thank you for building those crosses. But my parents are Jewish. You could have told me before. I spent all my time making these dumb crosses, but <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's that's a character thing of his. I like how that joke comes back when he's like getting trying to get. He's being tricked by the demon. Yeah. He's like, wait a minute. She's Jewish. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. It is pretty hot. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then um, I uh, I'm actually caught up on The Walking Dead. Wow. wow. Yeah. Which so is the comic book or the, I guess the graphic? No, it's comic books. Yeah, um, yeah they're comics. Is every season just going to be like, hey, we're going to go to a new city and fuck it up and be stupid? Um, it's lo- <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much what happens in the book. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but the thing is, so you're all the way to season six. Yeah, I'm at the midway point. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Alexandria, they're there for a while. Yeah. Um, but it's it's this is they changed the the process a little bit for the story in the TV show. I like how sometimes like an episode will just be like a flashback to like yeah how did this character become oh, who they I are think, or where they're like else on a side quest. Yeah, I think Morgan's episode is one of the best ones where he was uh, learning to use the stick and stuff because mm-hmm. uh, I thought it's a cool character. But um, just across all six seasons, just feels yeah. like. It's the same idea of, you know, we have to go to a new place and then we have to, like, convince people that we're either good or whatever. And then someone makes a bad decision and then they're ousted from that place again. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. they need a better overall but some of Some of that is because they took things... They took things that happened later in the in the book and moved them up. So, like... So like, you're, you're, you're you know, in the, in, the, in the prison, Carol does the whole thing where she, like kills those guys because they were sick or whatever, and then she gets kicked out. Well, that's not in the book. So, like, they took things that happened later and then did them earlier, and then now they're getting to the places where that stuff happened, and then it's like, well, I guess we got to do that idea again. Like, they, they were because they were cherry-picking the best of the themes, they, they front-loaded a lot of that stuff, and then you're like, oh, well, we kind of just have to redo that stuff a lot. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, the truth is what you're talking about is part of why I stopped reading the book and part of why i've probably fallen off of the show i'm saying it's um, like they might want to consider just ending it because i feel like if they just like, how much longer can that premise tra- i was I, excited I, when, as long as it makes shit tons of money i still think the show's really good i think it's done really well and i think uh, the zombies in it are amazing the yeah the, the effects work is for sure 
Yeah. But I just feel like we're back in season two again, where we're just like on the farm, yeah, the, the reiterating biggest... the stakes and not, nothing's happening. Yeah, the season six mid-season finale, I was like, it took so long to get going. And when it started getting going, they ended it. It so got like, really interesting when they were yeah. like leading all those walkers out of yeah. the area. And then now it's just back to... And, like, they were being attacked by the well, wolves or whatever. Yeah, the, the thing is, is, in the comic, that part where Alexandria gets overrun is really important. But mm-hmm. the season six ended with them walking out, like, covered in guts. So it basically left in the middle of the story. Which, mm-hmm. I understand they're trying to get you to go back and watch, but it's really unsatisfying the way it ended. Mm-hmm. And it's the first episode, in fact, I was reading Rotten Tomatoes, that it's... There's only four episodes that are rotten in the whole run of the walking dead. Yeah. And this one is like 18% favorable review. Wow. Because it's just whatever it's here's, here's what happened. And then it just ends. Yeah. Mm. And, and that whole thing with like everyone worrying about like, we need to know what happened to Glenn. Like just watching them back to back to back. I was, I was like, like yeah. just the fandom need for answers is just like, chill out guys like i actually thought if he died there would have been more interesting because how he dies in the comics is meh Uh, i I think how he dies in the comics is interesting it's just that the character that kills him is like annoying yeah i guess so like having somebody just you know that was a situation that had never happened before where they're just caught and one of them just gets beat to death and the rest of them are there and can't do anything like you know, that's not bad. It's just the, the problem is that Negan in the books is annoying. Um, so Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I still really like the show. I think it's really well done. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I got really excited around season four or five. I think things, season... Things picked up, but I'm just saying like six right now. It just seems five? like it's the best or four. a retread. Well, four or five, I think, is the best season. I can't remember um, which one I like more. But, yeah. Hmm. Like, I, I love the one where Carol kills the kids. <laughs> Because I think that's pretty awesome. Mm. Where she blows that girl away. Oh, yeah. And then, like, uh, what's his name? The guy with the pole? Megan? Morgan. Morgan. Oh. Yeah, when she she fights Morgan. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, that one's like, stupid. Everyone in that room is an what, idiot. That's what I mean. Like, you know, the mid-season finale, you're like, why would you fight him right now? Who cares? Or just, like... The, the, the priorities are weird because she's going to bring that to Morgan's attention while the town's overran by walkers. Is really that dude being stuck there that important? Yeah. So, whatever. Um. So I also watched um the final girls, which you guys hey. watched. Yeah. yeah. And meh. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm the only one who liked it. It's 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 Sorry. it's not terrible. It's just like I was at the one port. So they being sucked in the movie, which is like. I don't know, like Last Action Hero I know, I called explains it, it better. Last Action Hero with the slashers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, you quickly learn in uh, in the movie that they can affect the movie itself. Um, and I was just sit there going, like, this is a movie where it's so far behind the audience, it's, it's stupid. Because mm. if they can even affect the flashback, I'm like, I'm sitting there going, like, just stop him from getting bullied. Right. If, if he's not getting bullied, then he probably won't be turned into a slasher and then you're out of the movie. Right. Everything's okay, so. No, uh, and, I I agree. And then when they finally do get out, like right away, I was like, "Oh, this is setting up a sequel," and it turned out to be <laughs> that's how it ended. They're in the sequel, so I was just like, I was way ahead of everything, mm-hmm. um, and I wasn't quite sure 
it got really convoluted about like which girl could be the final girl. Um, I, I kind of got lost and wasn't yeah. sure like if they were breaking their own rules or whatnot. So, but like I, it was a cool idea and the part where they run end to end like on the camp and they just keep get get stuck in a loop. <laughs> yeah, like that was funny. Yeah, I think I think it looks really pretty. I yeah, think it's it shot really well. well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the part where uh, what's his name from Workaholics like gets ejected from the car and uh like hits the ground and like folds in half. Oh like, yeah. yeah, I forgot that was shitty. <laughs> I, I forgot that all the guys from Workaholics, uh, two of them are in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's all right. Um, I also watched Electric Boogaloo, the Canon Films story. Nice. <laughs> um, wow. Well, that's one Zach told us to watch, right? Maybe. So, yeah, yeah, he was talking about it. Um, Canon Films, if you're listening, you don't know, they made a bunch of like, like hundreds of films in like the 70s and 80s. Um, a lot of stuff like Van Damme was in, like Bloodsport and. They were on a roll for a while, like those action movies and stuff. Yeah, like after they made uh, like Missing in Action and Death Wish and stuff, um, they got really big and uh, the the. The thing I took break away in. from it most, huh? Break yeah, breaking electric, uh, or just breaking uh, electric break boogaloo, in, and then breaking two them. electric boogaloo. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so it's like these two um, Middle Eastern guys uh, that just love cinema. Um, started their own film company, and they were like the best negotiators in Hollywood. Like they could talk anyone into giving them money for their films. And in the documentary, they have all these um, like. A-list people talking about, like, their roles in their shitty films and, like, all the horrible stuff that, like... So one of the brothers... Not brothers, they're friends. uh, One of them was, like, the director guy and the other guy was the business guy. Mm. And the director guy was so, like... Just didn't care about anyone else's feelings or problems, like, actor or crew. Like, he just did what he wanted to do. And then the other guy was the business guy. And so all these actors and stuff talk about how... uh, like they were shooting, uh, like this bomber plane would take off, like fly up, get their shots, come back down and land again. They have to go up again and again, over and over to like get all the shots done. And finally, like the pilot was like, you know, I'm tired, you know, I got to go or take a break or something. And the director like picked up an AK 47 and pointed it at him. It's like, you're going to finish this movie and stuff. Like that's the level of, uh, wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a bit that much. Direct, yeah. So, and, um, they would just stage, big parties and uh like when they went to can they just bought all the ad space and the magazines to put their films in and they'd, they'd often just like come up with a m- movie idea and then make the poster for it and then you know pretend like oh we're gonna get yeah we'll get chuck norris in on this and so without actually hiring anybody they would just say like this movie's coming out and you should buy it and then they take the money that people yeah. i think they're getting the movie like soon they would take that money and then make the movie and then deliver it later. Hmm. That's um, like the story of the making of Glenn or Glenda. Okay. That's what, yeah. Well, yeah. you've seen Ed Wood. No. Uh, or, yeah. Yeah, anyway, I saw it. The story, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what, like, they, they've already made a poster and, a, and they have a title and they bought the rights to this, you know, story about a transgendered man. And then he goes and makes Glenn or Glenda, which doesn't match with anything that they have. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. So just, like, shady filmmaking stuff. And no, eventually... Yeah. Um, there's this one part where, uh, and sometimes they would just make up pitches on the spot. Like the one guy who's like sold movies, um, like there'd be an offer for like, Oh, we have money to make a movie, but like, what do you have? And 
like in the room right then they would just pull an actor's name out and like, oh, and they're going to do this. And um, it's this mission that they're on and it's like this stuff's going to explode or whatnot. And then they would sell that. So there's no script lying around that they can refer to. Like they have to go right based on whatever that guy can remember from what he said in the pitch. Um, <laughs> yeah. So just crazy company. And then if I ended up, uh, they broke up in the middle of the idea of one thing that they really liked. And so in their separate companies, they ended up trying to make that same movie separately about Lombada dancing or something. And so uh, they tried to beat each other to be the first one to release it. And they ended up releasing it at the same time with like very similar looking trailer, but different titles. And they basically cannibalized both movies, box office <laughs> wow. ability. So yeah. Um, yeah. It's just crazy. And I mostly watched it to like listen to the Van Damme movies that they made, but it, they only get to cyborg. Um, and yeah, it kind of, Interesting. That's like the last big movie, like a lot of stuff from the nineties. They because that around the I think around the nineties they got in order to save the company they let some other partner in, and he totally financially destroyed them. Mm. Like just took their money and run ran. So yeah, they made a couple more films, but after that, hmm. um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's a pretty Good cool documentary. Um, and then uh, last. I saw uh, the Alamo is playing the Dark Knight. Yeah. And um, how is that? Is that good? Yeah, I, I purposely didn't watch it for a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you not seen it, James? I Let thought me tell I was, you. I thought I was funny. Uh, but just watching it again, and uh, the Alamo's system obviously is really well calibrated. Mm-hmm. So like the sound was really intense in, in that yeah. screening, and. Uh, and seeing it so many times uh, at home, you know, when I watch it, it's just kind of like it's in the background because I've seen it so many times, but blown up in my face again, like huge. I was able to like really study like a lot of the dialogue and the shot composition and just like I was really impressed again, like the layers in that movie. Yeah. Um, it's just like they were so dialed into uh, the themes in that script, like compared to like The Dark Knight Rises, it just seems like The Dark Knight Rises was a way to end it. But like just all the Joker's motivations and like thematic stuff, um, you know, Harvey Dent's duality. Um, it's just like it's so dense in that movie. It's, I was just so impressed with stuff. Remember when Batman fans thought that movie was going to kill Batman, like the franchise? Like people were so up in arms and furious about that movie. Like when they cast Heath Ledger and oh, like, yeah. oh god, <laughs> Even you, like... you would have thought that the world was ending. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then of course it ends up being like one of the most beloved comic book movies of all time. But when it happens, you, you didn't understand what Christopher Nolan was trying to do. Like, wait, yeah. Why is Heath Ledger the Joker? Yeah. I mean, because I mean, Batman Begins is I think is a really good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, Batman doesn't even show up in it until really late, halfway yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think the only thing that I don't like about The Dark Knight is like Gotham City doesn't feel like it just feels like Chicago. Yeah. Instead of feeling like its own entity, like its own. Like when Tim Burton did it, he made it feel like it was you a like city when from Gotham the comics. City's like a, con- a character. Yeah, like it because even like when you read the My comics, sometimes breathes. they talk about yeah. it. Like not just Frank Miller, but other ones. Yeah. It seems like it's a very unique. Like always, in, like even the animated series, like mm-hmm. oh, I agree. it works because it's always like their ideas that Gotham City pretty much exists always at night. Yeah, like that's how bad it is. Right. Uh, so when you show it in the daytime all the time, like they do in the Dark Knight, it just feels like a real city. Right. So, which I know Nolan was trying to make 
Trying to make it feel real, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. whatever. Still a great movie. And then uh, the last thing I watched today was The Fugitive. Hey, that, how was that movie? Is that good? Have you not seen it, James? Of course I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I've talked about it on the show before, but uh, um, oh, again, like crazy. another great. And you yeah. forget that it's based on like a TV show. Like yeah. when people talk about remakes yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah, it's based on a TV show. And... Yeah, it's on. It's it's uh, in in theory on par with like I Spy. Mm, how dare you? I'm just saying it is. <laughs> like it's the same premise. Like it's still like, hey, we took an old '70s TV show and or '60s TV show and made a movie out of it. Yeah, but it's they it's made it freaking amazing. One. Yeah, um, just like the mystery and like Harrison Ford's. Like the cat and mouse, and him and Tommy Lee Jones, like just every- uh, when he walks into the room at the end, he's like, "He changed the samples." Oh, yeah, so good, just so good. Them straight up, yeah. yeah. Um, and just like all the smart stuff. Like there's that one scene where, uh, and then you find out Robert Downey Jr. is the bad guy. That's the uh, second one. Oh man, <laughs> spoilers. That's also a good movie. Then look at him, so smug. <laughs> he knew it. <laughs> of course, I knew. Um, yeah, and then, uh his doctor friend is just like oh no he's smarter yeah yeah it's yeah. good um so good but uh the one thing i that just kind of blew me away after seeing it all these times is like so when he's in the hospital and he's waiting around to like help the kid with the broken sternum or something oh yeah uh all the different cutaways to like doctors treating people there's this one shot of uh there's like some glass there's a glass case behind one of the doctors and you can see the boom mic <laughs> oh shoot <laughs> Getting oh, no. all their audio. <laughs> and it's like, oops. oops. <laughs> Even the best movies have yep. that stuff. Yep. Yep. That's funny. And it's huge. It's like, I'm surprised I've never seen it before. It's yeah. like you so know, blatantly obvious. It's so funny, too, because uh, like in Chasing Amy, when Affleck is running after uh, Amy in the rain, you see the whole film crew and like the, the dolly pulling the camera like in the reflection. Oh. Like, <laughs> I, I forgive stuff like that. Yeah, just yeah, like The Dark Knight, it's one of the first movies I saw in theaters where I recognized something, and that's when the I've said it before when the hospital blows up and the bus yeah. is pulling away. You see a crew guy like stand up and tell the bus to drive, and then he crouches back down. You know, yeah. as that scene was coming up, because they have like a news crew out there, I was like, mm-hmm. in my head, I started to think, oh, maybe that whole like, yeah, t- is just like one of the film crew guys yeah. like telling everyone, like, go get out of here. But no, it's literally just an extra. Yeah. Like, telling the bus to drive. Yeah. And that's the thing is, because I remember seeing that, too. It's like, oh, maybe I just remembered it wrong. Mm. Yeah, like, maybe it's somebody in the bus, like, oh, we need to get out of here. We need to get out of here. But you can see, like, him wearing headphones and, yeah. and like, standing up and pointing to go. But, you know, hey. I oh, that's it. funny. Yeah. It's a, it's a chaotic movie. Yeah. A lot of stuff. Making cool. movies is hard. Because, you know, that's what the Joker is. Chaotic. Oh. Actually, it's anarchy. I'm just full of... Whatever, whatever. I'm just full of puns today. <laughs> anyway. James, what did you watch? Okay. Uh, I really only have one thing. I've been playing a lot of Fallout. Um, but I watched uh, Cop Car, which was one of the Ooh. weeks that I missed this year. Um, so you guys have both seen it, right? So you saw it? Oh, it was just you? Yeah. I thought oh, okay. both of you saw it. No, no, no. I had missed that week. Um, I think Brad was filming when I and I asked him like I was like I'm gonna go see it in an hour. He's like, dude, I'm fucking busy. <laughs> Don't you good, have a kid? Good for He's you. In his playpen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's coming with me. It's okay. I have a I have a cat cage that I'm gonna stuff him in while I go to the theater. Oh fuck. Um, <laughs> so cop car. Uh, cop, I I liked cop car quite a bit. Uh, it was fun. I I rented it on Amazon. Um, it's the story of so Kevin Bacon plays a cop. 
Um, what? <laughs> and, uh, if you want, I, I have it on Blu-ray. If you want to, yeah, you should totally borrow it. Oh, I did, I wish I'd known you had it on Blu-ray. I would have saved my like five dollars. But anyway, it's not worth five dollars. Uh, no, it's totally worth. Okay, $5. so it went to a good cause. Yeah, I guess. Small filmmaker. It's made by some That's Colorado true. people. Yeah, yeah, and they will go on to like they made a really great movie. Those guys will all have careers. They'll be fine. Yeah, it takes place uh, in Colorado. Yeah, so the. Uh, it basically starts with these two kids who have clearly run away, and they're out, like, wandering through the desert. Um, yeah, we know. Stabbing. Ryan told that part of it already. What do you think? Just kidding. Fuck. <laughs> you. Shit. Fuck you. Shit. <laughs> Ass. She daggered at me. Ass. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, they start off, they're just like, <laughs> the one kid is making the other kid say bad words. <laughs> um, and so they stumble upon this cop car that they steal. Because there's nobody in it, um, which is a fun little scene where they're like, mm-hmm. they're like afraid of everything that they, like every time they go to cross a line, they are terrified of it the first time they do it. And then once they do it, they're like, oh, it's no big deal. Um, so like, the, you watch the movie escalate for them as well, cause it gets to a point where they're like running around in a field with like M4s trying to see if they can shoot each other. And you're just like, holy shit! <laughs> like, some where are these kids' parents? But in anyway, the theater that made a lot of people uncomfortable. Did when it? They're pointing it should. Guns at each other. And that stuff scene and... is really, yeah, it's rough. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, because you're you're with the cop for a while, and then you cut back to those kids, and they're in the field. Like one of them's wearing the, a flak jacket, and you're just like, "Whoa, what are you doing?" That will not stop that <laughs> round from that gun. No, it won't. <laughs> um. Yeah, and when it doesn't fire, don't look down the barrel like, oh my god. Anyway, um, so basically, uh, Kevin, Kevin Bacon is like some kind of a crooked cop. Who knows? You know, maybe eventually you'll find out what's going on. Um, but so these kids have stolen his cop car while he was in the middle of like burying one body and then, you know, he's got other stuff in the car that he's got to deal with. So he's trying to find the kids. Um, he's well, first he's trying to find the car. He doesn't know who took it. Right, that's true. He doesn't. Yeah, he he's just like, well, I don't know where my car went. So you're following him, and he doesn't talk for like no. a good long section of the movie. It's not until he like gets on the foot because he's turns out he's like a higher up sheriff. I don't know anything about cop hierarchy, Ryan. Well, but a, he's a like sheriff is an elected officer he's like some kind of dude yeah uh and so he's like calling people on the phone and being like hey like use a different radio station and like i need you to call out for this and so he's getting information so that he can find these kids um and then the kids are having their own their own wacky adventure um and it's a lot of it's a lot of quiet moments it's a lot of like it's definitely a slow burn um because it's almost building up to really just one scene yep um because of course eventually things are going to come to a head um, but a lot of just really tense moments, um, a lot of stuff where you don't, they don't really tell you what people's motives are. You just, you just get to sit there and wonder just like the kids do. Um, I think it's really well made. Um, it's, it's a pretty movie and it's well written. The kids are, are really good. Um, I don't think that there's a lot of scenes that they drop. Oh, um, I remember one actually. Yeah. And, uh, and I think um, too, it's cause it, um, I think the director who's going on to do Spider-Man, I think. Why it works so well is because he does not um, allow the kids to drop scenes. Yeah, where they're not responsible for carrying the the weight of the movie. Yeah, like, they're, you're right. The, the tension's not on them. Yeah, there was, except for a couple moments. Yeah, a couple moments. Yeah, but the responsibility is as a viewer is you're with the kids. Right. So all they have to do is facilitate that need. Yeah, like the events are really telling mm-hmm. the story. Yeah, uh, and the and the the mystery is sort of what's going mm-hmm. on in your head and what you're wondering. Like, okay. 
what does this guy really want? And what, how about this dude? What's he want? And like, how come the gun doesn't work? Like, is it just that they don't have this, the safety on? Or is it just that there's no bullets in that gun? Mm-hmm. Like, which means that if they need the gun, then what? You know? How do you feel um, about the ending? Uh, so it's funny. There was a moment right before the ending where I was like, you know, if you guys cut to black right now, that would normally be the ending that I, you know, I, I'm usually a sucker for those like, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, what's going to happen next? And then it just cuts to credits and you're like, Oh, fuck, you're, you're prisoners ending, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm a huge sucker for those. They had an opportunity to do one near the end and I was like, Oh, don't do that. And so they, they go one beat further just to give, just to like give you a little pat on the back and tell you it's going to be okay. And then they cut to black. Um, and I appreciated that. I was fine with it. Um, a lot of audible gasps in my really theater. a lot of people going ah like because I think the movie's only like eighty six minutes yeah it's, it's not long it's not long um but it uh I I think if they had told me more or told me less I would have been disappointed yeah um like I think it ends in the right in the right I think spot because so uh, I don't think that they need to I don't think they need to wrap everything up in a nice so bow because that's not what the movie is like it's mm-hmm. never a nice bow um and I think they also if they told me nothing, like, ah, then, then I feel like you're just, th- then it's like, you're not leaving me with a question yeah. that's worth, right? Like, like prisoners is great because you're not just wondering, and some spoilers for the end of prisoners, but you're not just wondering, like, does Loki find him? Mm-hmm. You're wondering, do you want Loki to find him? Yeah. Like, does he deserve to be found? Tom Whereas, in this? No, 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 no. From the prisoners, uh, oh, okay. Detective Loki. The Detective Loki in that movie. Anyway, <laughs> um, so in in this, you would just be wondering, like, does character A, like, d- does it end happily or not? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that's not that's not the same thing. Um, that's just sort of a cock tease. Like, oh man, like, why why did you, you know, um, that would be a lot more frustrating yeah. than. Than just like a cool, you, that, know. you know, that's the time when I like independent filmmaking is they're able to take chances like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I really like that movie. Yeah, that's good. I think Kevin like Bacon's it. really good in it. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah, he's really good. And I'm, um, I think I was reading that he's the reason that movie got made is he because he really oh, loved the script. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's he's an executive producer, so yeah, um, so, he's and, the biggest name on it. And so. you can see the the director; he has a really cool eye. And some of his shots are really cool. So I can see yeah. why he was picked oh, the, for Spider-Man. That's the other thing, is that the whole last little section of the movie mm-hmm. is gorgeous. Yep. Like, um, the fact that he can't turn the headlights on is not because, like, oh, wouldn't that make it more tense? No, it's just because if the headlights of the car aren't on, this movie looks fucking awesome. Yep. Like, that, yeah, it's uh, it's a cool movie. So yep. it's definitely worth checking out. So, um yeah, I think that's pretty much everything I watched. Cool. We talk about movies, so what are we going to watch on Blu-ray next week? I know one. Ignition sequence start. Whoa, DVDs. Minions is the movie that Ryan's got uh, pre-ordered on the mail. Is it? No? no. Is that not? Okay. All right. Well, Minions is it's still coming out. It's a beautiful day of evening. Uh, Chase. I saw, Kill it. 
I saw the <laughs> Caleb with Fire. I saw the title of an article that, uh, or no, there's a, that's what it was. It was a link to the like honest trailers thing, mm-hmm. you know, that, that YouTube thing. Um, and the subtitle for it was that, uh, Minions makes Cars 2 look like the beginning of Up, <laughs> uh, which I thought was, was pretty good. Um, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 2 collection is out this week. Uh, which is a, or at least this one is an Amazon exclusive. It is. I don't, it, is the whole thing an Amazon exclusive? The, yeah, the set is. With the, the, with the, with the, not Chintari Stone, but yeah. the, whatever that thing is from Guardians the, of the Galaxy. Yeah, with the Infinity Gem. Yeah. The, the art for it, the each individual movie is really awesome. It's like art deco. Oh, yeah. It's well, it's, I think it's the same kind of stuff as the it first is. one. It's just new art. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty um, sweet. And then the whole package that with, comes with it, like all the little, um, cards and stickers and badges and, and all that stuff. It has a superhero registration act in it too. Oh, does it really? It does. Oh, that's cool. Um, uh, Ant-Man is also coming out yeah. on Blu-ray. Is that what you're getting? Yeah. Okay, all Did right. Did you see good. that? Ooh. Its case is black. Oh, so no way. A- Avengers is like candy red, and this one's black. Ooh. So that's cool that they're changing up the Blu-ray colors case. I, yeah, I, I just... Steelbook. That's uh, what I pre-ordered. No, I'm getting the 3D Amazon one. The Steelbook is a solid state drive with like a hole shot Ooh. in it, and Ant-Man's like... Escaping oh, from that's it. Pretty sweet. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, when you open it up, it's just like the, the circuitry inside. <laughs> that's, disc, cool. that's, cool. that's really cool. Which what exclusive is is that at? Best Buy. Yeah. Uh Hannibal season three. Very which cool. for sure I will I will I'll let get. you I'll borrow that when you're done watching it. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna have to rewatch it because I never finished it. I never got through the last uh, wow. few episodes. Yeah, I, I um I fell behind and something was going on and anyway. Um but yeah, I need to go back and, and finish that show. Um so yeah, for sure, check that out. Uh, X Men: The Collector Set is getting like a whole Blu-ray re-release, and then all the individual seasons are also released this week. But there's like a big seasons of X Men thing. No, X Files. Oh, X Files. X Files. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Every season of the X Men TV show. That, that would work. Sweet. Yeah. On Blu-ray. <laughs> On Blu-ray. Yeah. Which everybody needs. The, the huge set is looks pretty nice, but I I started watching it on Amazon. I stopped after like halfway through the first season. Not that it was a bad show. I just started watching other stuff. And uh, if I cared enough about it, I'd be like, oh, maybe that'd be a show I'd get, but I don't care enough. Yep. Uh, Battle Without Army, Battle Without Honor and Humanity, the Sony Shiba pole collection thingy, uh, is out this week, which I've never seen. I guess I should see some of that stuff. But anyway, uh, the transporter refueled. Yeah, remember that one without Jason Statham? Yeah, that that happened this year. That's right. Um, wow. Sheesh. Knock, knock. With um, Keanu Reeves, where Keanu Reeves gets raped by some women who then try to kill him. <laughs> the only part of that I know is the Hollywood Babylon played a scene for uh, exquisite acting where he's talking about how they were sucking his dick and he gave him free pizza. And it's pretty classic. <laughs> you ate the pizza. You ate it. <laughs> Something like that. It's what pretty the funny. Hell? Out of context, it's an amazing, like, horrible acting job by Keanu. <laughs> Weird. Uh, the Garbage Pail Kids movie on Blu-ray. Is that the collector's edition coming out? Uh-huh. Yep. It's coming out this week? Yep. But, I mean, that's what, that's what Digital Bit says. Like, unless um, it's, unless yeah, it gets pushed back. It's a Scream Factory one. Sometimes they get pushed back. Sometimes yeah, they're still on here. And they... It might still be coming out. I don't know. But that's what it says here. Um, My wife loves that movie. Yep. She's weird. Yeah. So, um. He's a piece of shit. Uh, and then something called Partisan with Vincent Castle. I think it's from this year. That dude's still alive. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. What's his last movie he was good in? Um, exactly. 
He's a, he's like a character actor kind of guy. Like he just pops up and stuff. Buffalo sixty six, I think maybe. This is like a wait. No, you're thinking uh, Vincent Gallo. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who's Vincent Castle? Then? Vincent Castle is. Uh, it's Cassell. Oh, is it Cassell? No, it's it's this guy. That guy. I can't see. He's it. in Brotherhood yeah. of the Wolf. Uh, oh yeah, he's in. Is, is he? he? No, think, no, 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 no. He's that. That's that French guy who kind of looks like him. Um, I think. Or is Vincent Castle or Cassell French? I don't know. He's an actor. Look him up. Uh, and this is a movie that isn't crazy well rated, so maybe it's not worth talking about. Even though it's got four stars on the cover, it's only got two and a half on Amazon. So, uh, Black Swan. Yes, yes, he's in Black Swan. Yes, his real name is Vincent Crocon. Okay, is he in Brotherhood of the Wolf? Uh, give me one second. This is uh, this is really important for the podcast that we find out. He's in Child Forty Four. Uh, okay, is he in Brotherhood of the Wolf? He's in a dangerous method. God, come on! Is he in Brotherhood of the oh, Wolf? Oh, he's in Eastern Promises. Uh, Go to two thousand two. Uh, he is in Brotherhood of the Wolf. Okay, Whew. he is Jean Francois. Uh, yeah, that's in the name of every character in that movie. Um, the Siege of Firebase Gloria. I just needed to find some kind of crazy sounding Blu-ray to come out this week. Uh, this looks like some some super cool Vietnam movie. Uh, so maybe pick up that. I don't know. Anyway, that's Blu-rays this week. Cool. What's next week's block, uh, box office look like? Oh, it's gonna be uh. Oh, Family Guy five. season three. It's gonna be a thirteen. Yeah. Family Guy's coming out. Oh, I'm gonna pre-order that. Oh, I didn't see it. My my it's eyes right next to Hannibal. My eyes, yeah, right. Yeah, I wonder why I didn't see it. <laughs> Point is, ladies and gentlemen, that greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Greed is right. Greed works. Greed clarifies, cuts through, and captures the essence of the evolutionary spirit. Greed, you mark my words, will not only save Teldar paper, but that other malfunctioning corporation called the USA. Thank you very much. Have you seen the video where someone... Put Peter Griffin's laugh Over to Chewbacca. Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> Chewy. That was really funny. It was really funny. <laughs> Just because it's stupid. Uh, I love it. Uh, next week, Heart in the Sea opens. Oh, okay. Is a big one. Um, um, let, me, let me double check on my. I don't think app. that's going to do great. Ten million. Oh, Best case scenario. Shit. And Legend opens nationwide. If it does ten million, it's going to be like one of the biggest flops of the year. Um. Holy shit! Um, I I would go so far as like I'm gonna go seventeen point four. All I was gonna go like twenty two. All right, we'll see. <laughs> so ten, seventeen point four, and twenty two. Holy shit, man! I mean, so many movies. I think I, I think the movie looks cool. Yeah, I just don't know. I mean, I feel like there's this whole thing of like people are just like so excited about Star Wars that they don't yeah, care. I think so too. What else is out? So, and I mean, nerds power at the box office now so like a movie about a guy basically moby dick like how much how we'll are they gonna rush out to see that yeah i don't know um i've talked to a lot of like it's it's going after the like um that like 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 my parents audience like those people are looking at it and going like oh that's it. oh i want to see that like i've i've been in a lot of theaters where i've heard people like after the trailer go like oh that looks yeah ooh, ooh. 
Oh, that's little, ten million dollars, right little there. Ronnie Howard. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. Well, little Ronnie Howard. What it what it really from is? Happy days. What it really is is it's a low open opening, but tends to have legs. Um, yep. because like people like my parents go the second week, they don't go the first. I'm sure it'll play pretty well. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. Um, it's the last big release before Star Wars. Really, because yeah, Star Wars opens in so, two weeks. Well, yeah, true. And George Lucas really liked it. I don't know if you saw that uh, article. <laughs> Star Wars or in the heart Star of the Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck else is he going to say? Like, well, originally can he, said, he actually well, come out and say, like, this is He said he garbage. wasn't going to go to any of the premieres or anything because it's their stuff now. But he liked it so much, now he's going to make appearances. And Yeah. Was I, he so okay. worried they weren't going to do a good job? Oh, I thought he was uh, against it. He was, but then yeah. he saw it and he really liked it. So now he's going to make appearances on its behalf and stuff. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was clearly pretty like hurt about the whole thing. Like, well, yeah, because Kathleen Kennedy's basically says your script's shit. So oh we're yeah, gonna, we're gonna get a new one. Oh yeah, and good for her. Like, yeah. well, I was reading like he wanted to make like another like he he's really about like his idea, and Kathleen and JJ they're just like, mm-hmm. well, we want to make a movie for the fans, not yeah. celebrate your genius. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah, so, unfortunately and his, his feelings were hurt, good. and then he saw the movie. He's like, "Oh, maybe they know what they're doing." Yeah. Is what I gathered from reading yeah. his comments. But how funny would it be if he was like, he hated the movie, and he was like in interviews going, "Like, oh, it's prequels, bad." Let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be sweet. It, it's it's almost not his fault. Like, <laughs> it's prequel shit's on his own movies <laughs> to take him down. It's almost not his fault. Like, the problem is that no one ever told him no, and so people have been telling him like, like, uh, what is his name, Brick. Um, what's his name? McCallum. Yeah, like he he basically was ousted from Lucasfilm right after the company was bought because that guy has spent the last twenty five years whispering in Lucas's head like everything you do is awesome. Like they're all lie. He's the fucking worm tongue of the Star Wars universe. From Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like late is the hour in which this conjurer chooses to appear. Last spell I name it. Ill news is an ill guess. He's the guy who's been poisoning George Lucas, and, and now, now JJ, the Gandalf of film, comes in and like pulls, pulls uh, Rick like, 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 like venom from a wound out of, of George Lucas. Son of Finger. Too long. Sat in the shadows. I release you from the spell. And we're gonna start getting and J- America uh, Graffiti Three coming out next year. It's gonna be awesome. George Lucas sits down and he's watching Force Awakens, and you know JJ sitting next to him. He's like, "You're breaking my heart, JJ." <laughs> <laughs> oh, sheesh. I I want that to be true. <laughs> if you're that. for them, then you're against me. And then they have that really sweet battle scene, <laughs> lightsaber battle on that. that lightsaber battle is pretty awesome on that. Where they're both doing the same move at the same time. That's pretty cool. It'd be greater if he felt like they're actually in that space. George Lucas and not just floating around on CGI. Wait, for what scene? Mustafar. Oh yeah, the whole fight. Oh, this is a horrible fight scene. It's awful. It's an it's an awful action scene. <laughs> Um, the yeah. moves are great. Just yeah. feels like they're yeah, it, pasted on a CGI volcano. Which right. yeah. yeah. Which here's the thing: the duel of the fates. They are also on a CGI like platform thing, but it, it even that feels 
feels better. Mm. Um, yeah. It's what was it? I was watching this week where people were talking about the fact that like, um, oh, it was an interview with, uh, Mark Hamill. We, I think he had talked about like that he, they had choreographed a whole fight scene to make it seem, to make, to make, uh, Jedi's fighting more like a dance, um, for, I think, Return of the Jedi. And then, um, and George had come in and was like, no, no, they don't fight like that. Like, that's not, and then of course, you know, 20 years later, he does Duel of the Fates and it's a whole dance and it's, you know, um, so anyway, yeah. I want to see Star Wars, guys. Me too. Just get over with. <laughs> yeah. Just rip this band-aid off. It's going to suck. What if it does? Uh, it's not going to suck. It's going to be really good. What if it does, guys? It's not. It's not. But it won't suck. But what if, it, what if it's just kind of, oh. What if it's, it, what it's, if it's decent. But... What if it's Star Trek Into Darkness? <laughs> I like that movie. When it came I do, too. Yeah. I do, too. But it's not, it's not awesome. Right. Like, it's not perfect. You know? Like, it's a movie that you walk out of and you're like, Oh, that was really good. Uh, if only they hadn't done this. But why did they do that? Yeah. I still liked it. I do too. I do too. It's probably the best Star Trek movie. Um, what? Out of all of them? Yeah. A movie where yeah. like one dude's blood can heal everybody. There'd be no there's basically no death in Star Trek anymore. Star Trek six. <laughs> Star Trek. I think uh, Star Trek two is the best Star Trek movie. Do you I know mean, that's like you really mean cliche. Yeah. I think it's really, I know it's a really cliched thing oh, to say, yeah. but it's still pretty awesome. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. Remember when And I like I like episode or Star Trek four too. Yeah. Two, four, six, eight. Ten. Ten's nemesis. Oh no, yeah, right. No, eleven, <laughs> sorry. Yep. I, I actually erased <laughs> that one from my memory. Yep. Anyway. Well, this week on Real Nerds Podcast, we saw Krampus. We did. James, should people see Krampus? Uh, so this one's tough. It's always hard when I talk about horror movies. Um, I had a lot of fun with this movie, except for when it's a horror movie. Um, so like, the, I think the, the act, the performances are really good. Uh, I think that the, um, the practical effects and the, the monster design, like Krampus looks awesome. Like I just want to look at Krampus all day. Um, and, uh, there's a lot of really funny parts and, and some characters that I really enjoyed spending time with. Um, and then some of them start dying and I'm just sort of annoyed and bored. Um, and, and it does, well, we'll get into that later, but it, it, it does a few things that I don't necessarily love. Like, it's just hard for me. So like, I guess if you, if you like the idea of a Christmas horror movie, then yeah, I think this is probably good. Um, it's just hard because it's not my thing. So those, when the horror movie stuff happens, I'm like, okay, but, um, anyway, yeah, Ryan, I, should people go see Krampus? I actually really liked it. I like Michael Doherty a lot. Uh, he, I said mentioned last week, he made Trick or Treat, which is probably the one of the most well respected horror films come out in a long time. Absolutely, um, and it's it's a fun movie. And this one, I think, had the same feel, but it was like a Christmas themed, obviously. And I, I do like the slow build up. I really like in a horror film. I think it's cool when they don't blow the load right away, and. Uh, <laughs> You know, because it is a slow build-up. I think it's about an hour before. It's it an really... hour before, like the family knows there's a yeah. there's a demon Santa. Yeah, yeah. So it's a kind of a slow build-up. But like, he... you see him, I think, half an hour in. But it, yeah, it takes but a while before. Really? Yeah. But it's and it's a really cool scene. It um, is. Yeah. Uh, here's a trailer for Krampus. So we go see it. 
It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle bells Merry Christmas! Looks like Martha Stewart threw up in here. This is delicious, honey. A little dry. Well, mine's delicious. Mine's dry. Do you want to trade? It's the It's Christmas. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. With those holiday greetings and greetings. How are we going to survive Christmas with 12 people stuck in a house with no heat and no electricity? Or food. There's plenty of leftovers, Howard. Beer it is. It's the weirdest thing. There's no cars, no people. How long can this keep up? I heard something on the roof. What the hell is this? St. Nicholas is not coming this year. Instead, a much darker ancient spirit. Those are hooves. Elk? Or a goat? What kind of goat walks on its hind legs? His name is Krampus. He and his helpers did not come to give, but to take. Everybody, hold on to each other. He is the shadow of Saint Nicholas. I do have a problem with that first scene, though, because, like, that character who is the first to die is my second favorite character in the movie. And so that's what I was paying, like, talking about earlier, where I was just like, you kill that character, and I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. Like, I was rooting for that one. So, um, um, have you seen Trick or Treat? No. I just, I was agreeing with you simply because I know it is genuinely the most well respected horror movie in a while. So, Michael Doherty does not play by the rules in his in his horror films. He's only made two films that he's made, wrote and directed. Yeah. Uh, he's known for making the X-Men movies. He's a, he's a really big Hollywood writer. Yeah. Um, but he loves horror films and his trick or treat doesn't follow rules like it should. Yeah. I, I mean, there's, there's a character in it who, uh, Dylan Baker plays a principal and he kills kids on it. So kids you like don't make it. And so in this and, film, and that, that would make sense because like here, uh, I, I kept wondering if they were trying to put some kind of thing in there where it's like, well, she gets killed because instead of staying with the family for Christmas, she goes to see how her boyfriend's doing mm-hmm. or like, like, is there some kind of law that's saying like why certain people are being punished more than others? And there's genuinely not. No, it's and which Michael Dory, when he makes his horror films, when they make poor choices, they pay for them. Right. Not it's not like every other horror film where. No, I shouldn't say everyone, but usually the, it's like she would have made it back to her family. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and his, all bets are off. Yeah. And I think that's why he's an interesting filmmaker 
And I think that's why he's a horror movie film fan. So he will take those chances. And if you're a horror film buff like me, you really, really appreciate him. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, you keep on it. You would, I would, I was expecting her to get away. Mm. Um, but she didn't. Right. In fact, she, I think she died about 25 minutes into the movie. Yeah. She dies early. And then like, it's just a long time before and, anybody figures it out. And I think that scene's really creepy. And I thought, I think really yeah. well made because Krampus is just running from building to build or house to house jumping yeah. across. It's and, really cool looking. Um, yeah. It looks great. Uh, I love Adam Scott in it. My, my favorite moment with him. And so the, the premise is, is Adam Scott and Tony Collette are married and they have kids and hit their son gets in a fight during, uh, <laughs> during a, uh, like a, uh, nativity scene. A nativity yeah. scene, yeah. To, he's a, he's a, he's a, um, he's a reindeer. Yeah. For some reason. And he's fighting with Joseph, like in the, in the opening credits. Like it's the slow motion, like there's a happy Christmas song and it's got the perfect Christmas font for all the text. Yeah. Uh, and then it ends like with this zoom in, slow motion zoom in on him and Joseph beating the shit out of each other. Uh, yeah. And it's funny because, uh, I guess this kid said he didn't believe in Christmas. And so Adam Scott Santa. Cares, he doesn't believe in yeah, Santa. Doesn't believe in Santa. So he says, so you had to drop kick him through the manger. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um, it's just really funny. Then Adam Scott has a, a moment later where, uh, so David Keckner and his family come over and they're all horrible people. They're basically like, even like, like intentionally asshole versions of mm-hmm. Cousin Eddie from Christmas yeah, Vacation. Exactly. Like if Cousin Eddie walked in and was just like telling, instead of being like, oh man, Rusty, you're such a nice guy. Like I really appreciate you. It's just like, not, not only am I poor, but I also think that you're a piece of shit and you should have more guns. Like if that was the character. <laughs> and Adam Scott goes up and he's talking to his son because he gets in a fight with a family. And he says, look, buddy, I know it's tough, but they're only here for three more days <laughs> and because he realizes how long he has to put up with them yeah, the delivery is really good it's it's brilliant and yeah and then eventually everybody starts getting offed whether it's by gingerbread men um a killer clown jack in the box mm-hmm. an angel a teddy bear but all the effects are besides the gingerbread men are practical yeah so they look really cool um yeah. and it's done by weta so you know those guys can make cool stuff and they have that same like sort of tongue in cheek Weta uh like early Weta yeah. like your brain dead kind of stuff where it's like, you know, it's got a crazy toothy monster thing underneath, but on the outside, like it's a funny clown thingy. Like it's you know. Um Yeah. And I mean it, the, the scene I loved is the gingerbread men are shooting a nail gun at David Keckner's character and they're going <laughs> all the way down while they're shooting. It's really funny. <laughs> I like I like the part where he shoots them, they catch on fire, they fall onto the floor, and it looks like it's like a gingerbread version of a scene from a Vietnam movie yeah. where like one of them's missing an arm and he's screaming and the other one's on fire running around. Um and they let it play for a little while. They do. Um it was good. So are these like because Krampus shows up, they come to life, or no? They're his minions. Them? Yeah, they're like his no, minions. They, yeah, they're just like his. So they just appear with him. Yeah, like yeah. he has he has elves the way that Santa has elves, and and instead of Santa bringing you nice fun toys, he brings you demon possessed fucking killing machines. Um, yeah. So that's you know. So they basically collect them for him. Uh, yeah, because it ends up being that he collects souls. Basically, is what he does. He's, yeah, he's he's like the devil. If somebody if somebody like makes a wish 
for like instead of making a wish that Santa would come and help your family or whatever or bring you gifts, if you make a wish that like your family or your village would just disappear instead of Santa, you get Krampus and Krampus drags all of the people you want to go to way go away to hell. Like that's so. Just like the little boy make a wish to like get his relatives out of there. Sort of. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, he, f- f- oh, this so he f- not as not as not as directly as you would think. Yeah, that's why it's a, a little clever script. Is he his le- he writes a letter to Santa, and his letter to Santa is, "I just want my family to be happy." Which that's a great scene. It is. Like he, oh man. So okay, so <laughs> that's the scene that I I was like, okay, this is fucking good because. The the whole family's at dinner. They all hate each other and they're fighting. And his cousins have stolen his Santa letter to pick on him about the fact that he wrote a letter to Santa. And they they start reading it at the table and like ma- making fun of him about like, oh like oh you want this you want that. And they and all of his wishes start because like at first they're for his parents and so it's like I wish my parents would fall back in love and like and their cousins are still making fun of them. And then he starts wishing for nice things for them. Like, I, I wish that life was easier for my aunt and uncle, and I wish this, and, I, and like, it gets somber, and, like, like even they start getting really heartwarmed by it, and then, of course, like, it, it there's this moment that breaks at the end, and then they start fighting. Um, but it, oh, it's just a really well-written and really well-performed little scene. And then he gets upset, so he doesn't want that wish anymore. He wants them to go away, and then Krampus shows so he, up. So he tears it up and throws it out the window. And, uh... This film fits in the same universe as Trick or Treat because in Trick or Treat, the little uh, pumpkin head boy, Sam, he kills people who take down their decorations too soon or he kills people because they don't trick or treat. So he kills people for not being in the Halloween spirit. So oh, Krampus you. is the Christmas version of it. So I think he's kind of doing it all in the same world. Yeah. And does he only target this family or is like the whole town being like annihilated um that's a little bit unclear yeah it's like, basically some it's other people who yeah like there's some other people who died too but like some of the neighbors aren't even in town at the time mm-hmm. and it the way that it it's like a storm rolls in and so it sort of seems like maybe just right around their house there is this storm and it's almost like they're in a different dimension like the world for them gets very small like just getting to the end of the block is extremely difficult because the snow is bad and there's also like monsters in the snow um so, yeah, yeah, it's um, it, and, it's hard to know. Uh, the mailman gets gets it, yeah. and so does the guy driving the truck. Yeah, and I think it's just they happen to get stuck in yeah, the I think Krampus they, storm. Yeah, like they're just outside the house at the time. Yeah, um, uh, but I was I really like to that when I was watching, it's like, oh no, he's not going to do the pussy way out, is he? Because he's known for not doing that. Like, in trick or treat, no character safe. Um, what you think happened, it doesn't happen. You're talking about the ending? ending? Yeah. yeah. So I was like, right. oh, man, is he going to make it happy? Right. And then you realize it's not. It's Yeah. But there had to be something at the end because, oh, yeah. like, otherwise. <laughs> Throwing a child into hell. Is... <laughs> well, yeah. Like, if, if all you do is they all get drug away and then he's like, he tries to save them and he fails and he gets thrown into hell, too. And you're like, and you, you end it. spoil this for you, Brad? Just spoil, yeah, yeah. I mean, it already kind of has, but I mean, I'll probably forget about it by the time I get. <laughs> but see, see, but it. see, what I love about it though is that little boy. So at the end, he has this like Krampus has this badass sleigh with like hell rams on it that are butting heads. And, oh yeah, it's super cool. And all like, of the all of the monster designs here are okay, and it's awesome. It's pretty creepy. Yeah, and Krampus himself, like, so he still looks like a man. Like he's got he's got hooves. 
And he's got these horns, but the horns are like growing out of his robe almost. But like, and the coolest thing, like when the scene where he's running around on the roofs is you can see this giant beard coming out of where, of like where Krampus's face is. Satan. Yeah. Santa Claus. And when you first see him, like he he comes out of, and I I love visually, I love the, the breaking of the, um, of the, the chimney. Oh yeah. Like the way the chimney cracks open, like it just looks so cool. Um, and so when you finally see him, like, he's just a real pale, cold-looking old man, but his face is so recessed into this robe. It's really creepy looking. Yeah. Um, uh, really... And his mouth opens super wide sometimes. Uh, so the little boy, his family is being dragged away, or, or being basically murdered in front of him. Yeah. So they're being pulled away. So he catches up to Krampus. And who at says, this point, only the only one left alive is the shitty cousin who was reading his note. Yeah. And so he's like, please... I take back my wish. I take back my wish. Take me. And then Krampus just laughs at him. And then he pushes in the cousin into hell. Then he grabs the boy and then he drops him into hell. And I'm like, sweet. And uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. And then I thought that's where it was going to end. I'm like, holy shit, they did it. And I love when – I love it because Krampus, there's he's just a, he's just a bastard. He doesn't – you can't appeal to him. Yeah. And uh, and then he – then it – opens with like this really warm christmas morning you're like this isn't something's not right here and yeah i think the rough part here is that like if they had ended it without if they had ended it without that that second ending um it would have been like uh it would have been like the end of drag me to hell yeah right except that (laughs) yeah except that in drag me to hell like she does something to deserve to be punished and um and in this case like because I don't really take his wish as like really him despairing all that much. And so for me, like if they had ended it there, I'd be like, so this is really just a movie where Krampus shows up and kills a bunch of people, which is fine. <laughs> it's a slasher movie, but you kind of ruin it. Cause you make me love it so much at the beginning. Like it's so well written in the early part that then when all you do is have this monster thing show up and kill a bunch of people, I'm kind of like, well, that was a waste. Um, but at least the, the second ending that you're about to talk about is the, is at least something where I walk away and I'm like, okay, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Like, that's, you know, it's a cool version of hell. Yeah, basically he just collects people. Well, but he, they're in a snow globe. Yeah, but he puts them in his, it's like. So he wakes up, like, in his bed it's like again. Citizen Kane. He wakes up in his, in his bed again and he's like, oh, it was all a dream. So that's why Ryan's like, oh, it's like he, he tried to take the easy way out. And then he, as a present, he gets the Krampus thing. The cramp, a little present from Krampus, and it, that's a cool moment where it starts to pan back, and you watch everybody see the present, and then remember what they went through. Yeah, you know, so they all know it wasn't a dream, and then it pans back, and they're inside a snow globe in a whole like collection of snow globes, and then it goes, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's really- a it's a neat little you know ending, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Krampus is cool looking. Yeah, it's just really cool looking. Man, uh, so next week we'll be seeing in the heart of the sea. I want to see. I want to see Krampus fight. Like I want Freddy versus Jason versus Krampus. <laughs> I, I do. Probably riding it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. In the heart of the sea next week. In the heart of the sea. Sounds good. Cool. Little Ronnie Howard. Little Ronnie Howard. Back after his last film about a duel. Uh, it's about a, a rivalry. rivalry. A rivalry. I'm sorry. Please. Thanks for listening. It's a great explosion. Yeah. Explosion. Get your submissions in by January 1st. Or 2nd. Or 2nd. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Bye. Real Nerds. Film Explosion.
visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6Nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ryan? <laughs> You sound like a cursed toilet. Sweet. I'm this week. What's going on? What you I know. Do? I'm just hanging out because it's Krampus. <laughs> Nobody was like, oh, shit, yeah. Wait, everybody was not. Fuck, oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck uh, Creed oh, and the good dinosaurs. Is playing on Monday or Tuesday. What are they all? The Alamo. Oh, man. Uh, oh, it is a Christmas movie. It totally is. Yeah. Fuck, I have a new favorite Christmas movie. Oh! That is so good. I might go do that. Oh, man, I bet my wife's working. Fuck her. Does titling this week's movie Cram Pussy make any sense at all? <laughs> no. <laughs> I seen it. No. No. Damn it. No. It, almost, Brad, it would almost be You know what? Until I get hired, please refrain from super racy stuff. Hey, right. uh, we have like a hundred old episodes with, with horrible titles that you came up with. I know, but I'm hoping that they don't Great go that dickheads. far back. <laughs> I don't know what the most offensive of them is. Probably the Gay Gatsby. That was probably pretty bad. <laughs> or Fuckus. <laughs> yeah, probably Fuckus. Yeah. <laughs> Fuckus is funny, though. Was it? Uh... Olympus is Fucked, I like. Yeah, it's Olympus is Fucked. Yeah, and Olympus is Fucked 2 or again? Which one was it? When we did White House Down, was it Olympus is Fucked again? Yeah. 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 Or Olympus is More Fucked. And next year, London will be fucked. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah. Ah, that's so good. The schedule on the website, and uh, like London was falling, was supposed to come out like two months ago. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, they moved it to March, right? Wow. Well, did you see there's six movies coming out on Christmas Day? Yep, and no one's going to see any of them. Fuck. Why would you release a movie this year? Like, seriously. Um, yeah, like... All of October's schedule, if you look at it, doesn't resemble anything that it actually was. Oh, no. They like, moved. They, yeah, they moved yeah. a ton of movies. Huh. I was like, wow, this would have been a fun October if it stayed like this, but 